are now tuned into the financial motivator himself, Ash Cash, Mr. Mind Right, Money Right. Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? Another day, another dollar. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Ash Cash Show. Today, we are talking about the money of politics and the black vote. Did I go off today or? I mean, you tell me. All right, we also talk about stocks bouncing back, optimism for the markets, and is real estate in trouble? And plus, you have the Ask Ash Cash segment of the show. Let's do it. I'm talking about rich. I'm talking about wet, wet, wet. Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk money. Ash Cash Show. Ash Cash Show. Good morning, good morning. This is the Ash Cash Show every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., giving you all of the financial news, all inspiration, no hype. Uh, Make sure you go to uh, ashcashtv.com so you can sign up uh, or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, We still have to get uh, some subscribers on the YouTube channel, so go to ashcashtv.com. So this is the reason why... Very transparent with you guys. The reason why it's important that I need you to subscribe to the AshCashShow.com or subscribe and 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 subscribe to AshCashTV.com um, is because in order to be able to monetize the show, um, you know I'm gonna need a lot more subscribers. And so with AshCashTV.com, YouTube has a um, uh, I guess a program. That allows you to start monetizing as a at a thousand, um, you know, at a thousand subscribers. I I think we're at a, like six hundred, right? So I still need four hundred more people to subscribe to the YouTube channel. So AshCashTV.com. I need y'all to uh, tell your friends, get people to subscribe. AshCashTV.com. Also, right? I need you to go to the AshCashShow.com and subscribe to the podcast. I have a ton of interviews uh, that I have lined up uh, for this week and next week. I'll start dropping them probably in June. Um, but I, I'm doing a lot of interviews, and those are going to be bonus content. So it's going to be one-on-one interviews that I'm doing uh, that's going to be bonus content that you'll only be able to get uh, by being a subscriber uh, to the podcast. Um, and so it's the AshCashShow.com. Also, while you're at the AshCashShow.com, make sure uh, that you're you're supporting the show. Right. And so if this has blessed you in any way, uh, if you're looking forward to getting your, your financial news from here, um, I want to be able to continue. I will continue. Let me not. I'm not. There's no ultimatum. Let me not say it like that. Regardless, I will continue it. If I got to pull the money out of my pocket, I'm going to continue it. But I'd rather uh, not have to pull money out my pocket because the, the truth of the matter um, is that 
Uh, special shout out to my guy Joe Escobar. Special shout out to my guy Sean Goody. Uh, special uh, shout out to my homegirl Makeda James. Like there is, like I'm not doing this thing by myself, right? There's a team of people uh, who help me sift out, you know, sift through uh, the the news every morning. Uh, there's a team of people. When you think about uh, every morning, if you're watching this on YouTube, on Facebook, if you're watching this on Twitter, um, you you see that I have the ticker symbols. Those are updated. The, like I'm not using the same template every day. I'm actually using a different template every single day with updated numbers. Um, and so so that, you know, that that's another thing. There's other components setting up interview. There's other components. Right? So all of that stuff, um, I, I don't do this by myself. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Um, and, and there's a cost to that. You know what I'm saying? And so I think eventually, not even think, but, but eventually uh, I would love for the show to support itself. Um, and so, you know, I'll, you know, if you go to the ashcastshow.com, um, you'll be able to, uh, you know, hit the support button and support the show. Um, Louis Sig says, uh, is that one your YouTube? So, yeah, so just go to ashcastv.com. If you go to ashcastv.com, it'll pop, it'll pop it up. So I, that's what I did. So instead of trying to tell people to search for me on YouTube, I bought a username, right, ashcashtv.com, and it automatically reroutes you to my YouTube page. So you don't even have to search for it. Just go to ashcashtv.com, um, and, it, you know, everything will pop up. All right, y'all, we ready to rock and roll uh, because this is a uh, – there's a lot of news. Uh, there was some some news that I wanted to talk about yesterday. I didn't, I didn't really get, get a chance to talk about it, uh, and hopefully uh, I could get to it again. I could get to it today. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on, you know what I mean? So, um, hold on for a second. Well, I just want to make sure my volume is right. Right, I got my volume up. All right, let's see, let's see. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, yeah, I just want, I just want to see. Sharif Bug was good on the Facebook check-in. What's the good word? Um, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to make sure my volume is up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch, and everything like that. All right, so let's get to the news. Um, you know, the markets were closed yesterday, so I didn't really have any market updates yesterday. But, um, you know, uh, year to date, right? Let's talk about the year to date performance. This is via uh, the Morning Brew. Um, NASDAQ is up year to date 3.92%. SP 500 is down 8.52%. Uh, Dow Industrial Average is down uh, year to date 14.27%. Gold is up year to date 13.61%. A uh, 10-year Treasury is down uh, 1.25.90 bips, uh, and then oil is down, man, uh, 44.63, which is going up in a way because because I think last year, last week when we talked about oil being down, it was down like 50%. So so technically it's still down, but it's you know it's it's itching its way uh, back up, um, and so um, you know Dow futures. Uh, Climb 500 points on recovery hopes uh, and, va and vaccine news. So the U.S. stock uh, futures indicated a powerful open for Wall Street on Tuesday uh, after a long holiday weekend as investors seize on fresh coronavirus news and signs that the global economies are slowing are slowly starting to crawl back from the pandemic shutdown. Dow Jones Industrial Average Futures uh, were up 2.02%, uh, uh, climbing uh, five, 500 points, or 2%, uh, to 24,923, while S&P 500 Futures were up 1.85%, and they rose 55.35 points, or 
Uh, NASDAQ uh, gained 174.5 points um, or 1.9 to 9,580. Uh, investors were focusing on signs of uh, life in the global economy as well as news of the gradual removal of economic restrictions related to COVID and signs that the Americans are beginning to feel safe enough to travel and congregate in large groups. Also viewed as a positive, late-stage biotech company uh, Novavax uh, said it started phase one of human trials of its vaccine candidate. Uh, the, the first phase um, of placebo-controlled studies will en enroll 130 healthy adults. Uh, the first round of data uh, from that study is expected in July. Uh, in the next week, millions of uh, households and businesses will face their third rent payment dur during the pandemic. Uh, but this one might be the worst yet as states ban on evictions start to lift. And I want to talk about that for a second. I mean, first, let's unpack what's happening in the markets, right? And so in the markets, investors are, are excited, right? Investors are excited because people are feeling comfortable in order to go back out. Um, but that is, that is no clear indication uh, that it, it is safe to do so, right? And so uh, I've been watching a lot of people, um, you know, go out without masks or, in, you know, in restaurants and things of that nature. Um, you know, there are warnings that um, there could be, so, so they're still saying that there might be a second wave of the virus uh, hitting in the fall, but the first wave isn't even over yet, right? So there's still um, things pending on the first wave. Uh, and so there are people who are still are, you know, who are um, looking at the, you know, first wave as if, it, as, it's, as if it's over, but there's still um, things that need to happen um, in order to uh, know if it's safe, meaning that uh, let's continue to social distance, not saying, you know, don't go out, um, but continue to social distance, don't gather in, uh, you know, in these tight spots. Wear your mask. Your mask, um, you know, uh, is not really about you. It's about, uh, you know, not spreading it to other people. Um, so if you're going to be out, you know, make sure you wear your mask. Or if you're not wearing a mask, make sure you're not around a lot of people where you could, you know, or, or, or especially social distance. I, I would say that. Um, but when we look at the, 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 the real estate, um, I'm wondering, right, I'm wondering if real estate is going to take uh, a dive or is real estate going to be in, in trouble? Because on one end, we're hearing that the U.S. economy, right, is, is thinking that the worst is over uh, because restaurants are booking again. People are going to, you know, travels. Uh, you know, people are applying for mortgage applications more. Um, and so, you know, business activity is ticking up. And so, you know, and this is according to the Wall Street Journal as well. And so we see that, right? We see one end of the spectrum being that, but if if you look at the month of May, I don't know where May went, right? It's the 26th, you know? It's the 26th, and May is done, right? Which means, right, we're, we're coming up on our third uh, wave of rent being due, you know, since this pandemic, right? Because there were a lot of holds and, and, and freezes that were put on, on rent, 
on, um, you know, evictions and things of that nature. And so um, from a residential side, after being halted for two months because of the coronavirus, evictions can resume in Texas. So now um, evictions uh, can uh, resume uh, as of June. Um, and while, you know, some cities have added, you know, protection for renters, um, you know, uh, a tsunami of evictions are still expected. This is based on a report uh, by NPR. Um, and rental assistance programs in Houston, they ran, so they had a rental assistance program in Houston, but it, they actually ran out of money within 1.5 hours, right? M which means that there, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues, um, you know, out there. Um, also, Wisconsin um, has evictions that that are going to expire today. Uh, the state is setting up a $25 million rent uh, assistance program, but it's not expected uh, to be accessible until early June. And so, um, I mean, as we know, right, uh, you know, if, if you have an eviction, eviction is going to damage your credit. Um, and then as it damages your credit, people are going to be uh, less uh, wanting to um, – you know, start to buy houses or, or things of that nature, um, especially when you add uh, how unemployment is, is happening. Um, you know, unemployment is happening, evictions might be happening, and that's going to really get people to a space where uh, they may, may not be in a, in a place to, to, to buy homes, um, and they might have to uh, downsize. So, 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 I, so we do see a lot happening uh, from a real estate perspective on the residential side. But not just on the residential side, right? When you look about look at the commercial side of uh, rent, right? Uh, there's businesses that that withheld rent uh, during the epidemic as well, because you know retail, hospitality, they were hit so hard that a lot of them, you know, wanted to just make sure that they had a liquidity, right? And so they they kind of held back on rent, um, and even some big. Uh, name change. You had Chipotle, you had Dunkin' Donuts, Shake Shacks. Uh, they were lob lobbying property owners to try to have them defer uh, their rent payments. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, you know, you know, I think that um, and, and the landlords were, were were upset, right? Because of landlords are saying that these big chains who have access to raise money other places, why are they holding? Um, you know, the landlord's responsible because they sign, you know, they sign the, these, you know, these leases. Um, and then when you think about that, right, the reason why I believe commercial real estate is going to have some issues because not all, you know, some states had halted evictions, but not all states have halted evictions. But even in the states that have not halted evictions, um, the courts, right, are going to be backed up with evictions. And so if the courts are backed up with evictions, even if you try to evict somebody, then it's probably going to take months and months and months to kind of get them out. Right. And so now you have commercial real estate uh, potentially going to take a, a dive. And then you have the landlords. Right. So you have landlords who uh, have empty, you know, empty storefronts. And, you know, they you know, a lot of the landlords have to be flexible with their with their tenants. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to think about what's going to happen with these leases. Right. And so people who, you know, a lot of businesses that go out of business or businesses that realize that they don't need as much space as they did before um, are going to potentially, you know, go out of business or not need those leases anymore. A lot of them have missed payments. Um, and so there, there's a there's a lot going on 
you know, when you when you think about the real estate market. So, you know, we want to see. So even though on one end um, it looks like, you know, the, the economy is recovering economically because, um, you know, uh, investors are excited that people are comfortable to go back out, um, you still got to um, look at the the way uh, that that this this you know ep, you know pandemic is going to have a trickle down effect, uh, but I found this 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 great news in hip hop news, uh, the rapper designer so designer reveals he's a landlord and says he has waived rent during the pandemic and so you know we 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 know we know um, designer as a carefree artist who gave us um, uh, panda. Uh, panda. I don't know what he said, but blah blah blah, blah, blah panda, right? <laughs> so, so designer gave us uh, the the hit panda, but many people don't know uh, that he owns various properties. Uh, the rapper speaks often about his career moving from his deal with Good Music and uh, preparing for his next release as an independent artist. Uh, but this month, he shared uh, in an interview with Forbes that he is a landlord. So he had an interview with Forbes uh, stating that he's a landlord. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, millions of people have been worried about how they would uh, pay their rent. And designer shared that he's waived payments during this time. And so I do think that, um, you know, um, if that's a great thing that he's done. Uh, but at the same time, you want to make, you know, the landlord's, um, you know, if if all the landlords take these 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 sort of like hits uh, as it relates to rent, um, is going to further you know from a long term perspective is going to further exacerbate the the, the product. Um, uh, Matt J. Fitz says uh, people buying bottles and not paying their rent. I mean, I I you know that's possible. That's possible allegedly. No, I'm just fine. Um, all right, and so in other news. Uh, you know, Joe Biden set to make risky economic arguments against Trump. Right. And so according to The Hill, uh, Joe Biden is taking on President Trump over the economy. Uh, the former vice president campaign uh, believes uh, he has uh, an opening with voters on the issues that have been uh, a strength of Trump's given the economic harm caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, which has locked down businesses and led to skyrocketing unemployment. Um, they plan to argue that Trump handled the pandemic poorly, uh, is mishandling the economy, and that their candidate is better, uh, you know, or that candidate Joe Biden is a better leader to shepherd the country to recovery. So I think I think that's uh, you know I think that's a uh, important uh, important thing to 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 look at. Uh, because Joe Biden is going to go hard um, at, uh, you know, battling Trump over the, the economy. And the, and the thing that I remember, even, you know, people I know who have voted for Trump, uh, you know, part of them that said they voted for Trump was because of the economy. Uh, and they were talking about how, you know, the strength of the economy and the, and the laws and things of that nature. So I would love to see, um, you know, what, what that's going to look like. Um, but also, you know, um, you know, I know Charlemagne the God and Joe Biden had a uh, interview uh, about uh, just had an interview about his president presidency, uh, potential presidency, um, and part of that conversation started um, or or ended. You know, they talk about the the you know the way it ended, where uh, Joe Biden said, if you don't if you don't if if you if you vote for Trump, if you're black and you vote for Trump. Um, then you're not black, meaning that, you know, you have to vote for Joe Biden, I, I, I guess. Um, but 
Um, Charlemagne the God says Biden will bring voter depressions, right? So, so a Newsweek article says uh, that the Breakfast Club radio host Charlemagne the God on Sunday warned that Democrats could face a voter depression um, on election day uh, because people still aren't enthused by presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden. Uh, Biden came under fire heavy on Friday after defending his record. Uh, during a conference call interview with Charlemagne, uh, at one point telling the black radio host that if he has a problem figuring out whether you're for, for me or Trump, uh, then you ain't black. Uh, <laughs> the former vice president later apologized for the remark, saying that no one should have, uh, have to vote for any party based on their race or religion or background. Um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, not funny, but, um, when I think about um, the reason why uh, people are comfortable, you know, people who are not from the culture uh, are comfortable to say stuff like that is because they don't um, take the black community serious, right? Um, and when I say they don't take the black community serious, it's because um, I honestly believe, this is my, my thoughts, that number one, we're not united as a community. Um, and then number two, I think that we don't understand the economics and, uh, of politics, right? Um, and I'll give you an example. Um, I remember um, opening branches, right? And so, I, you know, my background is as a banker. Um, and so I worked at some of the largest, you know, financial institutions like J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, um, you know, Citibank. And I, uh, at Chase specifically, uh, they had the, this, the, you know, in, in, the, in the early 2000s, they had this initiative where we had to, you know, we were opening a lot of branches in different neighborhoods and new neighborhoods that, that we weren't in. Um, and so what happened was we would go and open up these brand new branches. Um, and then when we would open up these branches uh, as business owners, right, um, you know, or, or the corporation, right, uh, we would make sure, you saying, I'm saying we as the corporation would make sure that we were tapped in on all levels, right? So we were tapped in on a political level, so we would, we would, we would touch uh, and talk to a lot of the politicians, like the city council members and this, things of that nature before we moved anything. Um, you know, we would go with the police. Um, you know, we would go to the police department. I'm talking about before the branches would open. So the, me as the branch manager, that was my job to know who my elected officials were and kind of talk to them and tell them about our plans or whatever, see if they need anything. Um, you know, touch base with the with the police people, uh, community based organizations. Like it was this whole big thing that we had to do. Um, and the thing the thing was though, because uh, Chase was going into these. Uh, small towns and things of that nature, uh, they would also, you know, there was there was money that was given, right? Not from a, you know, like you know, like lobbying almost. You know what I'm saying? Like from a political perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like there was money that was given to support the community, right? Um, and that's why, you know what I'm saying? When things needed to be done uh, from a legislative pr perspective, those things were were being able to be done. So why why do I why do I bring that up? I'm saying from a from a from a political perspective, number one, black people aren't uh, united, right? And so we are we argue and bicker uh, publicly about what we need as a community, uh, and the reason why I believe we do that is because, um, you know, m most people most let me not say most, but there's a there's a there's a part of the black community. Um, 
that is doing okay. And a part, that part of the black community that's doing okay doesn't have the same issues as the black community that's not doing okay. And so because there's this, you know, there's this divide, there are the people in the middle who are doing okay but are advocating for the people who are not doing okay, who are telling the people who are not doing okay what they need, and the people who are doing okay are saying, well, this is what we need. And so now there's a clash with the people who are doing okay with, uh, with uh, and, uh, and the people who are doing okay but are advocating for the people who are not doing okay, and then that's why there's, there's three sets of people within the, the black community and we don't we don't all speak the same language, right? Number one, so we're not unified and so we're not coming with one voice. Number two, because we're not unified, now we're, we're splitting money, right? We're splitting support. Like I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I hear, this, I hear this rhetoric all the time and it's not rhetoric, it's the truth, right? I hear this truth all the time. People are like, yo, Barack Obama had eight years and he did nothing for the black community. But when you think about who he was doing things for, right? Um, you know, the Hispanic community, the black, uh, the, 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 um, the gay community, the LGBTQ community, right? When you think about uh, some of those communities that he's done for, you know, and, and, and even some industries, the thing that nobody talks about is that these communities gave him money. Not saying they were buying, you know, they were buying uh, the, the support, but the facts of the matter, and look it up. I'm not, I'm not telling you to do, I'm not telling you to take my word for it. Look it up. Look at when President Obama was in office and look at all of what um, the support that he's given uh, to the different communities, right? And then tie, tie that, find out from, a, from, a, from, a, from a, uh, a monetary perspective, find out if they gave him money. Right, whether they supported his campaign early on, if they were, you know, like like somehow there was some monetary support, and that's why they got stuff done, right? Um, as Dacia says, we got no PACs. There are PACs, right? We we do have PACs, right? Uh, political action committees, I think it stands for, um, that pull money together. But again, we're separated, so we have PACs, but we don't have one as a collective unit. Right. And so that's what happens. All of the other communities that got stuff, they have packs. They have super packs that put money together and they use that money to lobby. Right. And w that's what we don't understand. And so going back to, you know, the, the comment that Joe Biden has said, that's because, you know, we don't we don't demand nothing really. Right. We allow people we think it's cool, like like. um Yo, yo, Jay-Z Jay recently said, right, um, you know, we're born perfect, right? F all the BS. Everybody want to be us for real. We just got to see us, right? And what happens, this is what I'm saying, is that people want to be like us. They love our culture. They love, uh, you know, what we do, how we talk, our music, our food, everything. But we don't see that. And so we give away our value for cheap. To the point where, you know, you know, we, we got people like Bill Clinton and we call Bill Clinton our first black president because he played the saxophone. Right. Because Bill Clinton played the saxophone, he became the first black president because he was on the Arsenio Hall show. He became, you know, our our first black president. Right. Somebody like Joe Biden, who hires and, and I, I have no problem with 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 the camp or nothing like that, right? 
but the truth is the truth, right? He hires, you know, black folks on his team to be able to, you know, to 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 get some of that black vote, and because of you know his acceptance, like like I, like I even remember in the interview him saying something like, um, like uh, you know, he has more black supporters or something like that. Like it it, it was something he was saying about his 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 black support. Um, but what you know what what has he done to earn the support is what I'm saying. A lot of the candidates. Um, have really gotten to a space where it's okay for them to just say, you know, you should, you know, like, like it's this or that, right? You got to choose between the lesser of two evils. And that's why I don't really like the whole two-party, um, you know, Democrat-Republican, uh, because at the end of the day, it's, 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 it, it, it sort of ties your hand. And I don't want to get too political, um, you know, as far as what the solution is to, to break that cycle. But I will say... Um, that number one, if black people do not unify themselves and start to uh, speak in one one language, no matter what the socioeconomics are, because at the end of the day, um, I don't care if you're a well-off black person, um, you know, you are as great as the as the least of them is what I believe, right? I don't care if you're a different tax bracket, and being in that different tax bracket is 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 going to uh, you know, you know, certain policies is going to help you because at the end of the day, if 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 you have these policies that are helping you because you're at a certain tax bracket, but there are not enough people to work within those tax brackets, then how are you going to continue to make your money? You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the end of the day, still, you know, still, still eager, right? Because I, you know, uh, when you think about that, right? You know how you're viewed. Unfortunately, in the U.S., they take the worst of the bunch and then push that up as the narrative. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, there, there has to be um, a space where we are um, unifying because Charlemagne is right. Right. There will be, you know, there will bring uh, be voter depression because, you know, there are still people who, you know, who are mad over mass incarceration that Joe Biden had a had a big part to play in. Right? Like I like I know, you know what I'm saying? Like like I, I remember so uh you know uh one of one of my guilty pleasures uh it's not guilty pleasures but I I love the wire. I love the wire. Like I like I watch uh, a lot of it. So so you know during our di- downtime our families we're watching not we're watching <laughs> my wife and I were watching the, the wire, right? And it was funny because um you know so I'm I'm from Harlem, New York. My wife is from uh, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, right? And so we, we're both of us are very familiar with the, with the street element, right? And it's funny because when you look at um, season one of The Wire, season two of The Wire, season three of The Wire, um, Avon Boxdale uh, is indicative to how the 80s and 90s were run. You know what I'm saying? And the early, and some of the, I mean, early, you know, early 2000s were run from a street level, Right? Because even though it was street stuff happening, there was still some type of organization, right? But then from the late 90s to the 2000s, right, our neighborhoods were decimated. And why, what happened? Because of mass incarceration. And that's how I'm tying it all in. Because of mass incarceration, a lot of the OGs that I looked, looked to, you know, like, like the other day, I gave, I gave my big homie Aunt Live. 
129 a salute because he helped me stay out the streets, right? A guy that was in the streets, you know, was like nice. You know what I mean? Like the OGs had a code of ethic. But then what happened? A lot of those OGs went to jail because of mass incarceration, because of three-strike laws, you know what I'm saying? And and they kind of wiped out a whole generation. And I'm and I'm not and, and I'm not here talking about who should have went to jail, who shouldn't have went to jail. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is when you when you wipe up a whole generation, right? Millions and millions of people were went down on RICO laws and all this stuff and was were, were, and, and are still spending life in jail. What that did was that ushered in a new wave, right? Season four, season five, the Marlows, the Mikes, the name, the you know, the, like like these these new kids, right? Follow me if you understand the wire. These new kids now have no guidance, so they create the rules themselves, right? And so now there's no moral compass within the streets. I know mass incarceration did that, right? It, it pushed us back. Because some of the, you know, not everybody who was part of that mass incarceration, uh, you know, time frame should have been in jail. Especially when you think about the, the mandatory minimums that were hand in hand with the drug game, right? Meaning that, you know, uh, crack that's made from coke has a, a, a higher minim mandatory minimum than the actual thing you, you get it from. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like you catch somebody with a gun or you catch somebody with a bullet and you charge a person with the bullet with no gun. You, cast, you, you, you charge a person with the bullet with more time than the person with the gun. You can't do nothing with, without the gun, though. Right? Does that even make sense? Like, you cannot do anything without the gun. And so if you have a gun... You should be charged more with the gun than you are with the bullet. But that's what that's what the mandatory drug laws did. You have powdered coke. You can't make crack without powdered coke. But you give people more time for for crack than powdered coke. I, my apologies. I didn't mean I didn't I didn't mean to make this political. But but I but I'm a black man. I was affected by it, and that's why I don't talk about politics. I promise you. That's why I don't do it. I promise you that's why I don't do it because because so I just I despise you could, if you could tell I despise um these people who had a lot to do with the destruction of my community who now act like because I got hot sauce in my bag or because I played the saxophone or because I uh you know you know you know because I I I could say ain't and I could act like I'm cool that, that I get a pass. You don't get no pass. Not, not, not for the people who are woke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And so I agree. I agree with Charlemagne 100% that I believe that Biden will bring voter depression. I believe so. Because, you know, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing that, yo, <laughs> the thing that upsets me, though, is because at the end of the day, a lot of these politicians think that the majority of people are dumb. Like, uh, black people in our community are dumb. Like, we like we literally going to look and be like, oh, yeah, go ahead, tell us whatever. And we're going to, no. Like, like you can't, you can't talk, you can't talk to, like, 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 I feel like they talk in a one segment, like one segment of our community and expect the other segment to be like, oh, okay, we get that. And so that's why behind the scenes, right, 
you you might have black folks saying what they saying, but that's why behind the scenes, when you had you know Hillary Clinton versus Trump, you got people that are like, yo, I'd rather vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Trump for the record, so I so I'm not saying that, right? For the record, I didn't vote for Trump, but I do have people who have said that, like, yo, I'm not going with Hillary. I don't want more of the same. Pre- predator, what was it? Super predators, like. I'm, yo, I'm telling you, I'm not over it. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, you should get over I'm not, not me. I, I saw my neighborhood decimated, like decimated. I grew up in the 90s. So from the 90s, yeah, I was a kid in the 90s, and in the 2000s, I was a teenager, right? Like, like I see my stuff, my, my neighborhood decimated by these, by these unfair laws. And so... Um, Oh, I'm sorry, because right, I'm going off, and, and, and I want to open it up for questions, so my apologies uh, for going off, but this is how I'm going to tie it back all back into polit- to, to economics, is that at the end of the day, nobody has a voice if they don't have the politic, the, 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 the economics to back it. And so, you know, I saw one of the comments that talked about group economics is the way that is a fact. That is a fact. Uh, I think a lot of us focus too much on, uh, pol- you know, national politics and not enough on local politics because to my same point that I gave earlier about when I started uh, opening banks uh, at these large financial institutions, I would go to the local politicians first. I didn't go to the president, right? I, was, I knew my city council person. right? I knew my, 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 you know, my, my local people. Right, I knew the sheriff. If it was a town, I knew the cops. Right, on a local level, I knew those people because I was stimulating their economy. As a business owner, right, I didn't own the business. Obviously, Chase owned the business, but as a you know, because I was running it, I was the the representative for the business. And as a bone, as a as a business owner, I would I would go into those communities and get to and 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 they knew I was stimulating their economy. And so I had more juice than the people who lived there. I promise you, it's like it's a fact. I had more juice than the people that lived there. They looked out for me. The politicians looked out for me. I got invited to everything. Right? I got uh you know uh, preferential treatment if, if, if anything went bad and, and I needed to call the cops I got preferential treatment they knew my name like I was I was almost like a god in every town I opened up a, a bank in and that's because they knew they knew my economic power and uh, truth be told that we also had um, monies right people don't talk about that we had monies to support other other things within our community and so I also, you know, was able to, to, to give money to uh, uh, community-based organizations, right? And that's how, you know, as a, as a small business, I wasn't the owner. Again, I was running banks. But as the manager of it, I had juice. They invited me to everything I got, because I was the money. And we got to understand that. If we want to go further, we have to understand that money is what talks. Money was, is what talks. We could we could play and act like like that ain't the case if we want to, but that's what it is. All right, enough of my soapbox. I appreciate y'all t- uh, for listening. 
Um, all right, we're going we gonna to answer some questions. You have questions. He has an answer. Ask Ash Cash. How can I get out of debt? Is this a good time a good to buy a house? house? What's a good credit score? It's a 401k. Yo, who's Dow Jones? Ronnie Pro- Prochester uh, asked, uh, what are your views on the black vote? Do you really think uh, it counts? Yeah, I, I, I mean, um, I don't know if you asked the question prior to me, you know, going off. Um, but I don't think I, I don't think the black vote is going to count until we understand our power as a, as a unified front. I don't think it's going to count until we, we, we understand our power as a unified front. In fact, uh, that's how Trump won the presidency. Trump won the pre- presidency uh, because at the at the end of the day, uh, David Oko, what's up, Dave? Um, I don't think that um, you know. I don't think that that if we don't understand our power collectively, we can't. We can't. We, we you know what I mean? Like divide and conquer is true. It's real. Divide and conquer is real. You know, there's a reason, and, and I hate to do this, but there's a reason why during slavery they had field Negroes and house Negroes. There's a reason why, right? There was a reason why. You think about you think about the majority. The majority of of people were not slaveholders, right? Like the the majority of the economy was not slaveholders. There were more slaves than there were slaveholders. But if you divide and conquer, right, and divide and conquer in all three aspects. Right. It wasn't just dividing the black folks. It was also dividing the poor whites, too. Right. Think about that. Like I, I wrote about that, I think in my Nipsey Hustle book, I got a book called Hustlenomics, a free book downloaded hustlenomics.com. But I talked about um, how divide and conquer worked. People don't know that at that early on in slavery, it wasn't about color. It wasn't about black and white. It was it was actually about it was economics. And so in the beginning, they they had they treated poor whites and black slaves the same. You couldn't really tell the difference. And they actually, you know, started to breed together. They were they were banding together. And when the slaveholders decided or realized that there was um, that they were banding together, that's when they started introducing stuff like race into it, making poor whites feel like, yo, you could have this wealth because you look like us and that's when you know there was the divide between poor whites and poor blacks right then they divided us further right house negroes uh you know field negroes because there's power you know what i'm saying like 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 there's power to the people right what was the saying power to the people or people power to the people will always be greater than people in power if we understand that right and so because we, you know, we don't understand that, we're divided, number one. And then now, you know, Trump is a numbers person. So Trump did the numbers and realized that there is a population of people, right, white nationalists and uh, white people who live in the flyby states. Because if you think about for years, from, from Reagan up until, you know, Obama, a lot of the flyby states, meaning that the states that are like in the middle, were being ignored. Right. Which which is majority sort of like, you know, you know, you know, um, poor whites. Right. In these states who care about jobs, who care about the economy. And so when you know who, who don't care about the same old politics. And so all Trump did was started to rally 
the troops. And he tipped the numbers off. He said, okay, if, if those people are, you know, 15%, and I could get 15% of that vote extra, and then black people are divided because black people are only 13%, and then let's divide them, right? Then I could win this. And that's, that's what happened. So uh, to that point, I do think that the only way um, that, that black, the black vote will, will matter um, on a grander scheme um, is that, or, or will count on a grander scheme, um, is that if, if we're united. But, and, and, and please nobody attack me for saying this, uh, but voting is not the only way. Right? Meaning, it's not the only way we get, we get our freedom. I think economics. Right? I think economics is how we have, get our freedom. Financial freedom's our only hope. That's real. I think that, 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 and I'm not saying we, you know, I know our forefathers died, you know, for us to vote, but I don't think, I think we hold on to that too strong. Like, oh, they died for us to vote. Eh, they, they died because they believed that voting was the way to freedom, though, right? And so what happens when voting is not the way to freedom? What happens when economics is the way to freedom? Then should we honor our ancestors by being more, economically astute. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, and I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting this, but I promise you, if we got together collectively, right, cooperative economics, if we got the, uh, together collectively and ran our own neighborhoods, we would have more political power than, than if we voted. I promise you that. I'll give you a scenario, right? Imagine if you don't vote, and I'm not telling nobody to do this, but imagine you don't vote in your town, right? But the, the person who gets elected in that town is now in power. But imagine you had all of the economic power in that town, though. Who do you, who do you think that the, the elected person works for? Who could tell them what to do? Because they, they, you're their tax base. You're the one that's going to allow, right? Because this, the, the city, the state, and even the government, they work for you. Their money comes from your taxes. And so if you run the town from a political person, I mean, not even political. If you did not vote for the person that's in power, but you, but you run their, their economics, you run their economics because you have a, 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 a power base, right? Like you, you know, you, the, the, the black community runs that town. Then whoever's in power reports to them. I'm telling you. And so financial freedom's our only hope. Until we understand that, until we understand that, I don't think, I don't think we're going to have the power. I hate talk. I mean, that's why I don't like talking about politics. Not, not that I hate talking about politics, but I obviously like, man, that's why I couldn't be in politics because that grinds my ears. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. So cloud three division says uh, budget needs to talk about uh, splitting your paycheck into multiple accounts. Can you do that? Uh, with any bank. Salute to the budgetista. That's my, my, my sis right there. Uh, my sister in finance. Um, yeah, you can, right? So um, the great thing about um, your paycheck is that when you work a nine to five, 
your HR person allows you to have multiple direct deposits. It really depends. The minimum is two, uh, but I've seen, you know, some employers letting you go up to four or five, right? And so at the end of the day, uh, yes, you could actually split your direct deposit by having multiple banks, having a, uh, a routing number and your account number for that bank and having a direct deposit go there. That's what I, you know, I also say the same where when, you know, I, I believe everybody should have a bill account, a spending account and a savings account. And I think your savings account should be separate, you know, from your bill and checking account or, or your checking accounts. Uh, and so that's the way you would do it, right? You would automate your finances by having a savings account uh, at a bank that's separate from your checking account or your bill and spending account, and then have your direct deposit go directly, you know, to there. So yes, you can absolutely do that for sure. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, ba 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 ba. Um, let's go to. Uh, I am. Uh, La, La China, uh, La China, La, La, no, no, China. I f see, I forget because I because I had it right the last time, and then I and then now I'm messing it up. Is it? I think it's La China, or La China. No, it's La China. I am La, La China B. Uh, says, uh, what books of yours do you recommend for someone who is beginning? Um, yeah, China. All right, La China. All right. Uh, what books of yours uh, do you recommend for someone who is beginner at uh, credit building and repair? Uh, this is my baby right here. Um, and so it's uh, What the FICO, 12 Steps to Repairing Your Credit. Uh, this book is definitely going to give you everything that you need. So I'm showing it to IG. I'm showing it to Facebook. Uh, but this book is going to give you everything that you need. Uh, this book is going to give you everything that you need uh, in order to not only um, if you're a beginner at credit, but even if you're not a beginner and for whatever reasons uh, you need to get, get back on track, uh, you know, you 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 want you want to get that book, uh, What the FICO: Twelve Steps to Repairing Your Credit. You can go to uh, shop.mindrightmoney.com to purchase it, or it's it's available on Amazon as well. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one. All right, so Sir Cass says buy and sell securities from Roth versus regular brokerage account, which is better. Um, definitely, uh, buy, buying securities from a Roth, right? And, and the reason why, um, the reason why, so, he, so here's what, what, what I want to explain about that, right? When you think about a, a retirement account, so like a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, your 401k, all of those are not, um, accounts. Th those are titles, right? And so, the, so you could, you Anything that you could do outside, any investment that you could purchase outside of outside without a retirement account, you could do that within a retirement account. That also includes real estate, right? And and that's another topic. But you could do self-directed real estate, like you could buy real estate within your four hundred one k. But anything, any investment that you could buy outside of a a, a a retirement account, you could do it within it. Um, and so when you think about Roth IRA regular uh, uh, versus a regular brokerage account, the reason why the Roth is better than a regular brokerage is because with a regular brokerage, um, anytime you do like buys and sales of, of brokerage activity, um, you, you, what happens is that there's capital gains, right, uh, or capital loss, right? And so let's say, for instance, if you buy a stock at $5 and sell it at 10 your capital gains is, is $5, and you have to pay taxes on that $5. You know 
You know what I'm saying? Um, but with a Roth IRA, because it's for retirement, anything that you do within that that space um, does not is not a taxable event. And so because it's not a taxable event, you don't pay taxes on it. And in fact, the Roth IRA is even better because it's not tax deductible, meaning that you can't deduct what you contribute into a Roth IRA from your taxes. But anything that you make within it is tax free. So in the same scenario, you buy you know something within the Roth IRA, a stock for five dollars, and then you sell it within the IRA for ten dollars, and now you have a capital gains on that you know that stock, and then now that stock is worth ten dollars. You never pay taxes on that fi- on that five dollars, right? I'm gonna use a bigger number so you can understand, right? Or 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 it makes more sense. If let's say for instance you have a hundred thousand dollars that you've invested in your brokerage account, and over the years that hundred thousand dollars increases to ten or to a million dollars, then you have a capital gains, right? You have a capital gains of $900,000. And so now that $900,000 depending on your on your you know what your tax bracket is, you're going to have to pay taxes on that $900,000 if it's in a regular brokerage. And so now let's assume that you're at a 20% you know tax bracket, then if you had 20% tax bracket, that's $180,000 of that $900,000 that now goes to taxes, right? 20% of 900,000 is 180,000. Right? So now you pay taxes on now you gave away not you know 180,000 and now you have seven, you know, now you have six, you know, uh seven 720,000, right? Out of that 900,000. But if you did the same thing in a Roth IRA and you had a Roth IRA that was worth uh, $100,000 and it grew to a million dollars, when you take that that million out, you get a million dollars. You don't pay no taxes or nothing because that Roth IRA gives you the protection or the the, the benefit of, of, of tax-free distribution. Um, and so to your question, uh, if you're buying and selling securities from a Roth IRA versus a regular uh, brokerage account, uh, it is better to do that. Um... Uh, um, I'm going to go to Sylvester. Um, where do you suggest we start to unify and grow together as a people? Uh, is it our vote or economically? Um, it's economically. I think we start there. I, I think we start economically. I think that we, we all get on the same page, uh, in, you know, in, in building, um, you know, in building businesses, um, and supporting our community, when, when we talk about buy black and support black and bank black, like that's for a reason, right? I, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised because I ran a, a black bank, so I know why. Uh, but that's a different story. But I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised that that there isn't a bigger push from black banks uh, during this time, because when you think about you know all these PPP funds, it's they're telling you that the majority of the, the PPP funds are not going to the black and brown community. They're not. And guess what they did during the Jim Crow eras? Guess why poor white people were able to lift, lift themselves out of poverty during Jim Crow, during the New Deal? Access to capital is the banks. Yo, y'all, 
man, y'all don't want me. Y'all give me a microphone. Cause I, cause I, cause I, cause I know the history. And I know that it's economics first. We focus on the wrong thing. We focus on politics first, and then hope that that trickles down. Like we don't want I, nah. I want the power. Until you own your own, you can't be free. And so it starts with with the with the economics. We get the economics right. Now you could tell. You know what I'm saying? Like why you think there's lobbyists, right? Even even in the wire, right? I just told you about the wire. I watched the wire. Season season two. Why you think Frank Zabaka had all, all all the all the juice? Cause he had the money. The union had the money, right? Watch the watch the watch the union joint with uh with Al Pacino. What I forget the name of, name of that joint. They had the money. It's the money. It's always the money. The money always controls the politicians. Always. It's not. It's never. It's never been any other way though. And I don't know why we think. It, I don't know why we think we could do it differently. There, there is not a a culture that owns anything that that run that does not run run the politicians with their dollar. Um. All right, I got I got a minute left before they kick me out. No, it's not Scarface for Brad. It's the other one. It's the one um with Jimmy Hoffa or yeah Jimmy Hoffa. It's a new one. It's like three hours long. I forget the name of it, but I'll remember. Um, all right, y'all. I appreciate y'all. There's other questions. Uh, I'll try to get to them. Like, there's a few IRA questions. I heard it may be better to have an IRA than a Roth IRA if your income is low. Is that correct? Uh, I don't. I mean, we could talk about that, but but I, I like Roth IRA. Um, but we could talk about that. But again, thank you. Go, thank you guys so much for tuning in Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, make sure you go to the ashcastshow.com. Subscribe to the podcast. We got some, um, you know, exciting interviews, bonus features coming up. Um, and then make sure you go to ashcastv.com uh, and make sure you uh, go and subscribe to my YouTube page. I love y'all. I'm going to see y'all tomorrow, same time, same place. Peace. Peace.